Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Never wish things are easier. Wish you were better. And that is a quote by Jim Rowan. And I can't wait to talk to today's guest, Hart Tan. Before I do that, I want to wish you all a happy new year, a happy whatever you're celebrating right now. Maybe you're listening in July. So there must be something that we want to celebrate. <laughs> and this is my first time recording in 2021. So if I get a little uh, dingy, it's because I'm out of practice. Anywho, I want to invite you to join my private group called The Profitable Photographer and to like my page because there's going to be some good stuff there showing up in the future. So um, all the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> and also to invite your friends to log in and start listening to The Profitable Photographer. That being said, let me introduce Hart Tan. He is an award-winning photographer, entrepreneur, and owner of an award-winning photography studio. He's a master photographer with AMPA and LBIPP UK. He started from zero when he moved 12 years ago to Singapore, <laughs> and he built one of the largest studios in Singapore. One of the reasons I invited him to be on my show is that we are in some Facebook groups and he's always sharing some brilliant tips and and information about his seven figure studio. And I thought, I need to know more about how he's doing that. And I think you need to know that too. So welcome, Hart. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're most welcome. And thank you for having me. Thank you. So tell me a little just briefly about your background. Where did you grow up and why did you move to Singapore? Yeah, I um, I, I was born and uh, and grew up in a little um, uh, island called Bintan. It's kind of like a holiday island for um, Singaporean. So it's about uh, two hours ferry ride from Singapore. So um, although it is uh, an island in Indonesia, I actually get my influence more from Singapore than anywhere else. And um, and I, I moved to Australia for my further study. And that's where I met my wife. My wife's Singaporean. And um, and when it times when the times comes when my mom's is not really feeling very very well, we decided that um, well it's time to come home. So Singapore is the closest um, city um, that I can sort of be closer to my mom basically so we we sort of throw everything out um came home within three three uh three months actually and then come home and that was the time that we sort of expecting the first child too so that was the uh, reason why we moved back to Singapore. Mm. and so it's an island hop to get to um, what's the name of of it's, where your mom it's is a Bint bintan island so bintan. T-A-N Island. Ah, so when we can travel again, that might be a fun place to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that. I can't wait to to get uh, on the other side of the uh, equator 
wait, is that it? No, the other, <laughs> the, the other, other half of the world, the other side of the world, I'm saving up my frequent flyer miles uh, yeah. so I can go to New Zealand and maybe I'll stop into Singapore and say hi. Yeah. <laughs> You're not too far, right? Thousands well, of it's about uh, 10 hours from this <laughs> by flight yes yeah okay <laughs> so i'm pretty impressed with the fact that you built a seven-figure business so if people aren't doing their math seven figures is a million is that right i think so <laughs> is that a seven-figure equivalent to a million dollars u.s or uh, uh, no it's a uh, singaporean dollars i mean to me uh I always believe that um, because of the exchange rates, it's going up and down. So I usually would say that a uh, million dollars in in US and a million dollars in Singapore and a million dollars in pound, they're pretty much the same. Because my analogy is that if you have a meal in uh, a McDonald's in in US, it costs pretty much the same as a meal in Singapore right here. Okay. So just because of the exchange rate, I feel that. Um, it's not a big deal just to compare um, and, and yeah so it's equivalent because if you uh, have a million pesos i i live right near mexico in san diego california yeah usa yeah. <laughs> a million pesos doesn't go far so. i know <laughs> but for uh for, for mexico a million pesos for them it's a lot of money too it is but still not yeah you know a, McDon- a mcdonald's would be like ten thousand pesos or something I, I don't know the exchange rate right now but that actually little little side note that used to be one of my uh careers was exchanging foreign currency oh, uh, interesting yeah i remember singapore dollars uh did it have a picture of a man with glasses on it uh i think so yeah <laughs> This goes back 40 years, so (laughs) they've probably changed. Anywho, I think that's why I wanted to travel as I had all this money from these foreign countries (laughs) and and it just looks so fun. Hart, how the heck did you create a million dollar business in Singapore? Well, I suppose uh, I never really thought about it when I first started um, the business. I, I simply, the question was from my wife was, how do you going to support your family? We just have the first child. And uh, we we sort of moved from Sydney to Singapore, and uh, we don't have any other source of income other than the money that we brought back. That's more money from we brought back from uh, Australia, right? So I I just started like anyone else. I just want to have fun taking pictures of families. It's um and and I don't have uh, the figures in my mind when I start building. But as I come along more and more, I feel that. Um, well, I got to need to set a, a goals anyway. So mm. um, the figures itself doesn't mean much, but it's more so of hitting a goal. You know, it's setting up a, a $10,000 goal um, to hit that was fun. And then you go into $20,000, you go to 30, uh, and little that you know, you're just hitting a million dollars, right? Um, so that's that's sort of the, the reason I felt that the importance of, of running a business is having a goal that you can actually chase. Mm. Not so much about looking at the return itself, but looking at how much people you can help in the same process as well. Mm. So the more you can actually help people to achieve what they want, the more you can get the benefit back as a, a resultant of it. How do you think what you do helps people? Well, majority of the family, um, people in the world, they want something intangible. That is something called happiness, right? So mm. happiness, 
come in mul multiple forms. And one of the forms is the love from their own family. So having a family portrait um, and, and over the last 12, 13 years, I can see that every time you take a good pictures of the families, they basically give you that bigger screen in their face. And that's sort of the things that we keep coming back, hearing more and more from the customers, how much we have helped them finding that little piece of uh, happiness for to show that the, the family is like a, a, a perfect family, I suppose. So that's, that's sort of the, the reason why I thought that is, in my own term, help people achieving a little piece of what they want in their life. I love that. I have a question. Um, so what I've heard is that in Asia, because Singapore is in Asia, correct? That's right. Am, am I right in my geography? <laughs> um, that in Asia, wall portraits are actually a very popular item from a, a portrait session. Is that true? Is that a myth? You know, maybe even more popular than in the U.S.? I I believe it depends on who you talk to, I guess. 90% um, <laughs> of the photographers that I talk to, they're having uh, difficulty selling wall portraits. Mm. Uh, majority of the clients um, would still prefer to have the digital files that they can keep and they can do whatever they want. Um, having, if, if you think about it, Singapore is a, it's a very small country, right? So everyone is living in a very small apartments rather than a big house. Mm -hmm. So, and, and we're talking about big houses are only about 3% of the total housing in Singapore. So it's not huge. And, and we have to uh, uh, think that majority of people may, maybe have one or two walls that they can actually put up their, their wall portrait. So in terms of if the people want it, I, I don't think it's a huge number. But if you actually find enough people that they care about their family and they, they want to uh, sort of show their families that they care about them, they usually like to put one or two up just to show their families, the, the unity and the connections between their family. Basically. Got it. Got it. I, have you seen the movie Parasite that was from South yeah. Korea? Did yeah. you notice that there was a wall portrait of the family very prominently yeah. displayed? Yeah. Yeah. That made me happy. <laughs> so what do you sell mostly? Like what are, tell me a little about, you know, maybe that your business is just very similar to here in the U.S. or Canada or other places. Um, yeah, I don't think my business is any different than any studios in the world. Um, majority of my company, uh, majority of my clients would like something um, like a, a canvas on their wall. Mm -hmm. Um be, uh, it could be like a 24 by 36 inches kind of uh, uh, portrait of the biggest that I sold is about uh, 40 by 60 inches. Mm -hmm. And of course, on top of that, um, because of the number of images that we created, they're always interested to have uh, somewhere to put it together. So we put it into an album. So my two biggest uh, out, uh, products that the... The, the clients will purchase from me is the the canvas and also the album. So pretty much what I do. So we could just yeah. trade. We could be um, exchange photographers um, like foreign exchange students in high school. We could exchange studios and <laughs> our clients. No, I'm sure it wouldn't be the same, but uh, same business model. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so something I've seen you mention in some of the Facebook groups we're in is that 
on a monthly basis, you do a lot of sessions. Am I remembering that correctly? How many do you yeah. do on average? On, on average, if I take my the 12 years average, is about 24 shoots per month. How, first of all, how do you have the time for that? And how do you attract those? And I know those are two big different questions, but let's start with the time. Like how much time do you put per client? Do you have a big staff? Do other people photograph for you? Curious about yeah. your business model. Well, um, maybe just uh, bring you back to uh, my business model. I have two studio. One studio that I photograph myself, which I met, uh, which I'd say I do about 24 sessions per month. And I have another studio, which is on the cheaper side but they will do about three uh, three times my volume. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about the one that I photographed myself because I'm more familiar with that. So with uh, with myself, 24 shoots a month equivalents to about, uh, I spend about two to three hours per client. That's from the shoot to editing. Um, and because I don't do IPS, I basically let the clients do the selections from their home. And and that basically saved me a couple of hours um, um, not having to have to sit with. Mm -hmm. And that also create uh, another sort of selling point because those clients that have been um, really terrified by those people who are... I mean, IPS is great un unless you, you make it really bad. It's not the method that is bad, but it's about how much you push people to buy, right? Mm -hmm. So some people actually felt that they like the ideas of flexibility. They like the comfort of not being being pushed to make their decisions. So that becomes a selling point on itself for the clients that book my service. Of course, I will have probably 1% of the clients and say, hey, Hart, can you help me with that? You know, so mm -hmm. I only will meet about 1% of my clients on face-to-face -face basis to help them with their order. That is very interesting. Um, in how do you get people to actually complete orders and buy wall portraits and albums? And I'm asking <laughs> that because uh, in my experience for people who are doing uh online, basically that's what you're doing, right? Online sales. Yeah. Um, that people don't get around to it. They, they forget, they look at them They maybe order one five by seven, they share it with their friends, they screen grab. Uh, and, and it's like, it can be just a nightmare getting somebody to even order anything. And right. uh, it's very impressive that you have people that are buying canvases and albums and making those decisions on their own. So how does that happen? I guess there's a step-by-step -step process. Uh, this this process is that um, they they we we kind of screen our customers um, quite well. Uh, we want a specific kind of customers that will fit into um, working with our mindset kind of people. Mm -hmm. Majority of my clients are busy, busy people. They just don't have time. So giving them the 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 ability to make choices at one o'clock in the morning uh, gives them uh, the ability to make the, ch uh, the selections, basically. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I would, uh, when I go to sleep, my phone might be on. Um, I might have uh, uh, WhatsApp messages or email coming through in one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning because that's the only time that the, the, the parents actually can sit down, sit down together and say, hey, let's do this. 
you know. So if you find people who are already committed that they want to show their families how much they care, they will eventually uh, do the process through. So basically, you just need to have a system in place that brings people from point one to point ten in your whole entire system, so that、mm. they will、um, make the order. And also,、um, one of my selling point is because my turnover、uh, uh, turnover is really really fast. So how fast it is is that I tend to shoot, and the clients get、um, naturally retouch images within twenty four hours, and then、um, I do. Let my clients know that they are going to order in certain time, and I do give them a perks if they order by certain time. And then, if not, then they can order on my um, uh, normal pricing, basically. Okay, so you have a reward for fast action. Correct. And so you're retouching for print or retouching for. The sale in twenty four hours.、Uh, for basically, I would generate a, a very good images、uh, for online gallery within twenty four hours. Okay, and okay, so you have a system in place. So, what is? Can you say like、uh, four steps or five steps in your system to to give it a little bit of meat for people to chew on as they're taking notes here? So, number one. Yeah, let let's start from the start from all the beginning before they make the booking, right? So in the beginning, we make sure that people read all our prices. And how do you、okay. do that? <laughs> we send them a link. We make sure that we talk to them after sending them email, and make sure that they understand that、um, my session is just the sessions, and the prices for the products are separate. And we also will tell them usually what our clients will purchase. So you send them a link, and then you have a phone call where you discuss it further. All right. Okay. So link and so a phone. So this usually this is usually done by、uh, a staff of mine.、Mm-hmm. So once once、uh, once they are agreeable to the prices and how we work, we will send them a booking email. So in the booking email, we will give them two things to do. Okay. One thing is a, a client's information form that they need to fill in,、mm-hmm. and then they need to also arrange the the session fee to be transferred. Okay. So okay. you collect only the session fee, or do you also collect、um, additional money to go towards purchase? No, just a just a session fee. Okay. After that, when they have made both, and we will send them the confirmation email.、Um, in there, we basically bring them to. How they prepare, what to prepare, and things like that. Okay. And further along with that, I would then、uh, message them、uh, through WhatsApp and say, "Hey, your session will be in a couple of days' time. Is there any questions that you would like me to to、uh, to answer, or do you have any questions that you want me to、uh, to go over with you? Is there something, anything that so?" My phone consult actually comes in much later in the pro、uh, progress rather than earlier on in the progress. Okay. Yeah.、And、so that- usually the the text is simple.、Uh, I just usually ask them, "Is there anything specific that they want me to do?" Okay. So、um, people get the price list and then they have a phone call with your assistant or your associate. Yeah. yeah. And then they they are booking by email. And you get the session fee, and it's got their information form and how to pay. 
Mm. And then you send a confirmation and an email that says, let's hop on the phone to answer any questions. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I never promised them that though, but I will do that as an extra step. So not every time? Not every time. Okay. But I will do it. <laughs> yeah. So you don't always have a con- consultation? No, I don't. Okay. And then, um, okay, so what's next in your system? So basically, uh, when they arrive, uh, we did the shoot. Um, and um, in 24 hours, they'll see the, the uh, naturally retouched images up online. Um, and that's basically the end of their sessions. I'm sorry, what so do you mean the, by the end? Well, uh, basically, they came for a shoot, right? The shoot usually about an hour or so. Uh-huh. And then within 24 hours, they tend to get a link, uh, like an email from me right. saying that online get gallery is ready for them to view. Okay. So in the email itself, there's a uh, offer that I make. There's a the, the timeline that I want them to keep. Uh, and then I'll follow up with them via uh, a, a WhatsApp messages again. Okay. So you give clear instructions in the email, like you're... you're- Correct. See, I don't know <laughs> if, because here the assumption is people don't read their stuff. They skim. And so yeah. all those nice emails with all those instructions, uh, so much can just slip through the cracks. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't know if that's, that might be cultural or it might just be that the way that you establish yourself as the authority and that that they feel lucky that they've gotten the opportunity to have you photograph them, that people are more um, apt to pay attention to the details of what you say. You know, I, I think there's no, there's no answer as to why. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a real answer, but I think, I think that the key is put it there, but you also need to message them and say, Hey, all the instructions is on the email. Please read through them. But if you ah. don't understand if you need my help, please text me. Got it. So, so you're you're just like what I might do verbally by mm. by um, emphasizing things and showing them things and giving them instructions. You're in your system. You're being very proactive to remind them to check the email. What's going to be in the email? You can call me with questions. So, yeah. so they're really getting a lot from you before that it's not just here's my prices book it you do the shoot and then you send off and hope for the best you're you're... no you can't do that (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think so (laughs) yeah because you're still holding yeah if you start doing that you basically give the customers have the ideas that you don't care Mm. because if you don't care why should they care right so you're giving them lots of attention it's just not in-person attention, but it's exactly. emails and and phone calls and uh, messaging through the WhatsApp, WhatsApp right. app, things like that. Okay. Yeah. So then they've got the instructions on how to order and when to order and the bonuses, and they've already had their pricing. So what's next in your system? So what's next is that I, I generally will follow up with them um, a couple of days before the the um, the special pricing packages uh, expired. Okay, you personally. Yeah, it's it's a quick uh, preset uh, cut and paste kind of messages, right? Ah, so you're not calling them, you're following no, them by I, I email. Send them, send them uh, by WhatsApp messages. The 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 reason why we use messages rather than calling people is that people are either working or they're doing something. Yeah. 
So to, in, in Singapore, I find it works a lot better um, by just texting people. Because mm-hmm. you so never know. So like they can, they're working, but they can look on their phone and see an email and do a quick response. Whereas Correct. a phone call, they'd have to, you'd have to catch them at a time they're available and they'd have to answer the phone and, and uh, would be more difficult. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the emphasis here is my clients are generally very busy. So right. they were busy with kids, they're busy with their work, they were busy with their lives. So they they prefer to have something written somewhere that mm-hmm. they can refer. So that's how it's it's essentially understanding what your customers um, really respond to as well. So mm-hmm. how do you craft, what do you say to them? All these little things are actually important to uh, to to be optimized over the time. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would also suggest his name is Hart Tan. And sometimes I think I should call him Tan and sometimes Hart because it's such a great name. <laughs> so my apologies uh, for questioning myself. Um, now, where where was I? So I would also say that this is what how you want to mm. run your business. Because right. I'm guessing if I move to Singapore because I want to have the phone calls. I want to meet in person. I want to sit with them and have them cry and laugh and have that personal touch. I would think that's how the clients in Singapore want to do business because that's that's what I want to do. And you're guessing you prefer doing your communication with mostly emails and messages. Yeah. The occasional quick phone call. Yeah, I think I think every uh, way of we how we choose to run business, we're meant to have the customers that just in tune with that. Mm-hmm. So um, people who are the same sort of uh, thinking will eventually work with you. Mm-hmm. But people who don't like the way that I do things, obviously, I'm not going to respond well to what we do. So you are definitely right there. It is not more of my way of running a business rather than um, selecting clients based on that. Right. And um, one of the most powerful quotes I've ever heard, and I don't know who said it, but once once I, you know, I was having, I don't know if I was having problems with a boyfriend or a client, <laughs> could have been either one back in the day, but I saw the quote that says, we teach people how to treat us. So whatever results we're getting in life, it's because we have set up the rules and we are are responsible for how we proceed. So because, you know, I'm just putting this out there as a maybe, because this is how you like to do business, you train the people who want to work with you to do it the way that is the most fun and successful for you. And yes, I, I do the same because I think people are people and when I, um, you know, I don't think there's a kind of person like my clients are busy as well. Yeah. I have a system myself where I turn them into in-person clients where I have relationships with them yeah. on a kind of a mentor friend basis. Yeah. And um, what I love is that you figured out how to um, get, I'm assuming you you know, with um, your overall sales figures that you're having four and five figure sales, you know, in the thousands and the ten thousands, and you've figured out a way to make that happen in volume in a way that 
you enjoy that. Yeah, exactly. The, the reason why I used to do that, uh, Lucy, it's, it's because I have three young kids mm-hmm. and I like to travel. So literally the way that I do it, it, it allows me to be anywhere in the world as long as I have access to my phone in Wi-Fi. I can still run business. I love it. And so what I want the listeners to be thinking about is however you want to run your business, you need to figure out how to make it work because I'm sure, you know, uh, and you know, we're on some similar Facebook groups where people are crying about the fact that this or that isn't working for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so for some people doing things your way, like on the surface, it wouldn't work for them. Because they don't have your system. That's right. And other people, the way I do in-person sales wouldn't work for them. Or like an example is um, I get a lot of business from charity events. Now, Mm. you know, tough year, 2020 and into 2021 is a tough year to be doing that. But so many people have said, I tried it. It didn't work. Or Facebook ads. I tried it. It didn't work. But if you go and analyze the details, there were missing pieces. That's that right. Made but it not sometimes work. This, sometimes these missing pieces are the important pieces. Yes. So what do you think are the important pieces that have led you to your your success? Well, I, I guess um, the the missing pieces is not as important as the the um, the pattern on how you sort of solve the problems in your mind. Mm. So you always be very curious about why something something works and why something doesn't work. So I'm always curious about that. So I always change my system a little bit here and there just to see if I do this, do I get this? If right. I do this, do I get that? And mm-hmm. then I would it for maybe about two to three months. And if it works, then I'll keep it. If it doesn't work, I'll revert back to the old one Mm -hmm. so testing 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 yeah it's always testing and measuring is never be uh uh sort of uh uh, lucky or or unlucky basically one of my other guests talked about testing and measuring testing and measuring i think it was bernie griffith do you know bernie yeah he visited me in singapore before ah did he talk about testing and measuring We didn't specifically talk about business when he visited. Yeah. I think he and Wendy was in town and uh-huh. then he wanted to uh, come along having a look in my studio, have a chat. And yeah. I thought, well, let's let's meet another fellow photographers, coaches, you know. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, I love how here we are, you know, a world apart, basically. And yet the principles of success in this business ring true where you are, where I am. Bernie Griffith is down under um, yeah. and because and, one of the things I hear a lot of people say is, well, this won't work in my area. Uh, how would you answer that? I would say, how do you like to make it work, actually? Oh, so what do you mean by that? It's I, I guess over the, the years of running business, I, I come to realizations that, yes, there's a lot of models out there. You can apply and uh, someone's models and make it successful, but. I think it's uh, more important to find uh, a success that actually means something to you. Mm. Like, I'm a person that I don't like to talk over the phone. I I just don't like to pick up the phone and call people. Mm -hmm. So how do I go around it and still create something that can be successful without having talking to people 
on over the phone. Yeah, I mean, I, I have if, if I have to, I will do it. But the thing is that personally, I prefer to uh, to have the time to think about it, and then I can craft up more a better response. So I personally prefer doing emails and and texting. So that's and and I can do it in the space of time that I have um, spare moment. Mm-hmm. So what so, I love what I love about what you just said, Tan, and I. I don't think I've ever um, talked about this so clearly with anyone before is that what I'm hearing is that your success is because you take personal responsibility for it. You use your creative thinking skills, you problem solve to make it work. You're like, when I, when I was doing weddings, I had um, the same assistant for about half of them. And after every wedding on the way home and when we kind of sat around kind of relaxing before she went home, we would talk about how things went and what we could do better. Uh, I discovered at mm. one point that the thing that made uh, brides consistently late was the uh, hair and makeup people. Mm. So I started That's right. uh, telling them to tell the hair and makeup people they needed to be ready two hours before they thought they did, and then they would be on time. So I I love Mm. that, that you're saying, use your own brain, (laughs) use your own creative thinking. Is there anything else on that, that I, that I, you know? No, I I think it's very, yeah, I think you said it very well, because uh, the, the, as, as the society progresses with the modern technologies and things like that, one of the biggest things that we forgot to use is our own brain, actually. So. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, what you have me thinking about is, as a coach, you know, now after, you know, I've been in business for almost four decades, as a coach, sometimes I think I have to figure everything out for people and give them all the answers, especially yeah. now I can give them answers for how to sell the heck out of their work and how to help people buy three to eight wall portraits and a book and spend a, a lot on it. But the marketing piece is how someone is going to market what they want to do, how they resolve those. I think I need to remember to inspire more people to think for themselves with the evidence, you know, there's, there's things that have worked and that don't work well for people. So it's always good to, you know, lean on other people's experience, right? Yeah, but I, I find that leaning too much to people experience sometimes can be a detriment to things that we can do to ourselves as well. Right. Because we kind of rely on a um, piece of advice that people is going to give you. So mm-hmm. rather than think through it yourself and do the testing and measuring, we kind of like say, all right, he got the success. But yeah, the, the thing is that I stopped giving people a piece of advice rather than um, the, the, before I understand the whole story is that that piece of advice may not sit well into your overall systems in your business. Right. So that's, that's sort of the, the reason why when people ask me things like, what would you do in this case? I say, well, I know how my business works. I will do this because it will fit into what my business work, but how does your business work in this area? Right. So can we craft up something for your business that works in your business? And then we uh, we'll test it for three to six months. Mm. You people know, so want it right, you... right now. <laughs> Tell me the secret because I need money tomorrow. <laughs> yes, that's right. Buy, you... buy a lottery or something. Buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and hope for the best on that. Let's see. Uh, I'm really loving our conversation, Hart. I I knew um, I knew this would be interesting and powerful. Uh, okay, I'm thinking some people are thinking, well, how do you get 24 clients a month in one studio and then three times that in the other studio? What what kind of marketing? In short, it's marketing, right? What? How do you market? <laughs> yeah, we, we market many different channels. Um, so, uh, and we we basically measure the success of each of the channel. I mean, we do Facebook, we do Instagram, we do Google's, we do EDM, we do uh, content creations. I, I don't think any things that we have done is any different. But the only difference is that we uh, are very smart into crafting our messages that is unified uh, across all channel and then we know which audience actually responds to what um, mm. and that's sort of uh, through a series of learning and testing and guess working about what um, the, the audience is going to respond you know mm. so through that I mean to me is rather than find um, a lot of people come to me and say, what is the best marketing things that you ever done? I say, well, there's many. So I always think marketing is more like it generally you 5% here, 5% here, 5% here, 5% here. So wow. let's say you have 20 ways to make 5%. It's equivalent to 100%. Now, it's easier for me to up 5% to 6% mm-hmm. of 20. Then I grow my business in uh, 20% more. By just growing one percent of each channel, mm. does it so make sense? Is, I mean, yes. So the answer is the way you market is you do everything, and then right. you do it better, and then you do it better, and you do it better. Right. Yes, I like it. That takes time. Yeah. So your studio name is Tomato, right? Yeah, Tomato Photo. <laughs> Why Tomato? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the questions that I get asked since I start until today, actually. Um, it was funny that when we moved to Singapore, my wife kind of asked me, what kind of company names do you want to have for your studio? Um, I just came up with the names like Tomato Photo. And she's like, really? Why don't call it Banana or Orange or, or, or Potato? <laughs> You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to do uh, photography in Singapore. I don't know what I'm going to do in Singapore. All I know is I'm tired right now. Um, I just want to register something and, hey, we figure it out, you know. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm that kind of person rather than someone that have a crystal ball in my hands and say, hey, this is my life. I have planned everything. No, my life is pretty simple. As, as long as I can enjoy what I do and I can help more people to achieve what they want uh, and, and, and then put food on the table and have something left uh, at the end of the day for my kids. I, I think that's that's enough for me. I'm not a, a very, very ambitious person. So <laughs> so that, that's sort of uh, the, the things that um, a lot of people think that, well, when you do so uh, seven figures business, you must be so ambitious and things like that. I say my ambitions every day is to come home, 
get my kids onto the bed, feed them well, and then uh, turn on the Netflix and watch some movies. Um, you know, so I'm I'm a simple person like that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I decided not to pursue the like getting more famous, speaking nationally and traveling around the world teaching because same thing. I did not want that lifestyle. I wanted to be able to be at home and be with people I love and and have have a simpler life. I do like to travel like you. Yeah. But you know, part of why I'm kind of a light in a book part of why I'm kind of a light under a bushel, if you've heard that expression, is because I did didn't get on PPA speaking platforms and such. But now that I'm coaching and now that I'm podcasting, I need to keep growing that um, influence, that people's awareness so I can help them more. And what I'm guessing is that you market in a way that makes you noticeable so that you can keep serving people and having the life you want. That's right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a balance that you try to find. I mean, I, I find it's easier that I don't have to uh, please anybody. But, um, you know, those people who know and understand value, they will seek me out. Those people who really just want a, a piece of advice, um, basically uh, are not finding my style of, of coaching works well for them because I tend to ask them back a lot more questions for them to self-discover mm. what they want rather than here's the here's the answer. I'm not I'm not really a consultant, you know. So so I tend to ask them a questions like, so what have you done before? Like what do you find success? What do you want to do? You know, so tell me, tell me more so that I can sort of got you through the process you know so kind of in the i don't know if you'd say life coach but um you help people tap into what you're talking about their own inner wisdom yes and then but there's a there's a business sequences that we do uh-huh. that 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 makes business work as well i mean there's certain things that you need to do first second third and fourth in order for the business to make sense a little bit more because so- it's like a like building a house is like a, a building a business is like a building a house kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta start with the foundations. The foundation usually takes a lot of time to build. And then once you have done with the foundation, then you start building on level one, level two, to level um, how many that you want to build. So a lot of times uh, photographers come in, they sort of make some money and they say, hey, I need a team. But I say, well, how strong is your foundations? You know, so that's sort of the things. And then I say, let's look at the foundation first before you leap forward and get a team. And then you don't know how to manage them. You end up being too busy. The ideas of having a team is to know how to manage them. Now, I'm not an expert in managing a team yet, but I'm still learning how to become better and better. But um, so that's that's sort of the, the things that um, a lot of time we forget that we should build very strong foundation before we leap forward to another, another, another. Once we have strengthened our foundations, it gives you a lot of um, uh, uh, freedoms in terms of what you can build or what don't want to build or what you want to, rather than um, trying to piece everything together, but it's hold on to nothing. You know, try Ooh, to build like a Right. <laughs> right. There's a, I don't know, people that listen know that my dad was uh, a Christian minister. 
Uh And there's the, um, I think it's in Matthew. I don't know. Other people will know for sure. But talking about a wise man builds his house upon a rock and and the whole story of if you build it on sand, it, you know, it falls. And um, so, yeah, (laughs) there's a there's a song that we sang, you know, in Sunday school, the wise man built his house upon the sand. And (laughs) anyway, that's going through my heart. So thanks for thanks for reminding me of that principle. I think we could have another entire conversation about the foundation and how we do that. So maybe we should uh, put a pin in that thought and in a few months get back together and and uh, talk about that deeper how do you feel about that sure sure I mean yeah. it's it's it, it's nice to dive deepest but sometimes it's uh, I don't really want to go so much deeper so that people get confused even more right right so <laughs> if people want to ask you questions get in touch where would they go to do that I think best way is to connect with me on my my Facebook. Okay. And what is your Facebook? I think if you uh, search under Heart Ten, there's only one okay. in Singapore. <laughs> okay. Um, which is quite uh, all right. Quite convenient. Yeah. And I know that you have uh, something special that you want people to check out on YouTube, and this will be in the show notes. But um, can you tell me what that is? Yeah. So I I've had prepared a little uh, uh, YouTube videos on how everyone should um, sort of consider their costs and how their living styles and what kind of uh, profit margin and 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 things like that that they they want to have in order to build their prices right because to me is that the right pricing for me and the right pricing for someone else is totally two different things so have a listen to that and and hopefully that you will find some good um, food for thoughts and um, make your your business more profitable um, going through the the exercise right so if you want to get to the show notes if you you're listening on platforms that don't have it, you can go to the profitablephotographerpodcast.com and you'll see our conversation link and then you'll see that in the show notes. So before I send you off to your day, because it's morning there, right? Yeah, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Is there one last thing that either you didn't mention or you want to re-emphasize as a takeaway for our listeners? Um, maybe one thing that I want to emphasize is that one is uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so as your it's not going to be fixed in a day. So be patient, um, build the fundamental and um, be truthful about your life and, you know, just uh, have fun with it. Works for me. I've used that expression more than once <laughs> in my coaching when people are like, well, I did this one thing and and I need to do that too. And where do I start? It's like step at a time. Rome wasn't built in a day. It also didn't fall apart in a day, but... <laughs> but there are those ruins and that's we don't want that we want all of our businesses to to thrive forever right (laughs) think long term not the short one right right well this has been so delightful and i'm really glad that i asked you to be on the show about I've always wondered who you are and what you're up to when I see you posting some good things and some of the some of the groups that we both like to make comments in. So thank you so, so much, Hart, for being on my show. It's been a delight. 
You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, you are welcome in return. Well, I totally enjoyed that. And I'm going to do my little wrap up before I do. I want to remind you that joining the Profitable Photographer group and liking the Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas page is a way that we can stay connected, stay in touch. You can ask me questions. And I always tell you that I'm happy to get an email or a request for a phone call if you want to chat further and get support from me, because that's why I'm here. I mean, besides I'm here to enjoy life and all those good things, <laughs> is I do have that passion to to um, serve you in any way that you need. Well, not any way, but anyway. Okay. Gosh, I've got so many notes. Okay. I asked him how he started, and he said his wife asked him, how are you going to support your family? And so he started his career. He set goals. And then when he reached those, he set more and more and more. And I totally relate to that. We talked about that he likes to, he loves to provide something people need. And he boiled out, he boiled it down to people need happiness and that having family portraits brings people happiness. And I would agree with that. He also talked about how he has created the six-figure business by online and phone sales and business practices and using WhatsApp and messaging and so forth. This is what he likes. This fits him. He's, you know, a young dad. I don't know how young he is, but he's a dad of young children. He's a busy guy. And for him, that works. And he does it very systematic. So we went over his system step-by-step. And at each step, he's, he's kind of spoon feeding people the path. And one of the things I really appreciated is that he has in his online ordering process, they know that if they order by a certain time, they get some special bonuses. And he doesn't just put it out there and cross his fingers. He reminds people, he trains people in how to be successful in his business. And so he gets those sales. And what I really loved is basically he shared that the path to any success is to think about what works and what doesn't, try things, test it, measure it, take personal responsibility, be creative in our thinking, be a problem solver, that there's not one answer and someone's going to spoon feed it to you, that that you take responsibility for your success. And in doing that, you can create the life you want by thinking about how to how to problem solve and not have to do the things you don't want. And um, I love that he said he has very little ambition other than to have a good life, enjoy his family, enjoy his life, travel. So that was a very refreshing conversation for me. And I hope you got a lot out of it. If you did, please let me know, post it in the group or send me an email, get in touch with Tan. And um, that is it for now. So I hope all is well in your life and the life of people that you love. And remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) Bye for now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.